What's up, RPG fans? Welcome to episode 8 of the Switch RPG Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Philip, and I'm joined, as always, by Geo. What's up, sir? Hey, what's going on, guys? How, how is everyone doing? How are you doing, by the way? You all right? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Work started up because it's Monday, Yeah. and that I wish it were the weekend yeah. again, but hey. That's okay. Monday means it's podcast night, so let's dive right in. If, ladies and gentlemen, this is your first time listening, this is the show from SwitchRPG.com that brings you exciting news, upcoming game releases, and all the latest in the world of RPGs on the Nintendo Switch platform. After we cover all of that, we then read your questions on air and try to answer them if we can. We are all about community here at Switch RPG Podcast, so if you want to be part of the show, you definitely can by emailing your feedback to podcast at switchrpg.com. You can tweet using the hashtag switchrpgpodcast, or you can dive into our Discord server at discord.switchrpg.com and post in that podcast channel. At the end of the day, we hope you know that we want to hear from you. And speaking of that... Here's a perfect example of hearing from you, folks. I got an email this week from a listener, Andrew, and he wrote in to the show just to give us some updates on a topic that we talked about last week. And I just wanted to say thank you, Andrew, for writing in. His, His email says, hey, guys, just listening to the most recent episode of the podcast and felt the need to write in Monster Hunter Generations was actually my introduction to the Monster Hunter franchise. And I wanted to confirm that you can pause the game, but not by simply pressing start like almost every other game that has ever existed. Pausing, uh, pressing start will bring up a two or three page <laughs> menu, and one of those options is pause. I don't see any reason why this would be removed from Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, which is the one that we are getting in the States. So I just wanted to let you guys know this is my most anticipated game of the year, and I hope it draws in a lot of new players. Once again, Andrew, thanks for writing in. Super good news. I told him that that might be the last straw that breaks the camel's back and it may be the reason that i jump in there because as well documented that was my big problem with world so thanks andrew for letting me know that generations at least has pause right in the game what a what a convoluted way to just simply just pause the game you know you think you just you know push start or plus or whatever you're, you're pushing just to stop the action but no you have to push start or plus and then go to another page or a menu and just actually pause the game just just doesn't make any sense to me but it's it's i'm glad it's there you know and it's uh you can't actually pause the game welcome to the menu hunter i mean monster hunter (laughs) franchise but no that is a great example of you guys writing into the show if anybody has questions obviously but even comments about things that we talk about i encourage you guys to write in remember that email address is podcast at switchrpg.com and thank you andrew once again yes thank you that's gonna wrap up our housekeeping because once again we're keeping a pretty clean house here at switch rpg podcast so we're gonna dive right into the news and we are going to start off with some octopath traveler Geo, what 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 happened with Octopath this past week? Well, they released two new party members. Um, I'm pretty sure it's the final. It final is the two. final two. Yeah, we have the uh, the scholar uh, Cyrus and Ophelia, the cleric. Yeah, so uh, the scholar Cyrus. Uh, this is according to IGN. So if you want to check out that article please do so it's got a nice roundup over there so silas the scholar is a traveling the world in search of a lost home which holds the secrets to ancient mysteries and he blazes his own path with his path action scrutinize which allows cyrus to suss out all kinds of useful information from the people he encounters on his journey helping to solve mysteries or gain the upper hand interactions with shopkeepers and then ophelia the cleric 
aims to restore the light to the realm and she will do so with the aid of her path action guide which leads other characters to where they are needed to be. She can use this ability to ease the woes of those around her by reuniting long lost family members and much more. So that was a lot of gamey explanation, but some uh, interesting things there. And like Gio said, that those are the final two party members. And yes, they all did spell out Octopath, right? Right. And I don't know why I, I just wasn't paying attention to that. And um, I forget who it was um, in the Discord uh, server. Well, I think it was uh, Zylon. Zylon, yeah, yeah. He uh, he astutely pointed that out. I put it on Twitter and received to uh, got a bunch of Twitter hate, <laughs> along with some people saying, "Oh, cool, I didn't know." But um, it was uh, it was cool. I, I something I didn't expect, anyways. Um, but they also kind of um, in the short video explained some other stuff too. They explained, um, what was it, that the paths kind of intertwine, like you can have your original, your, your, the parties can can change. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if, uh, about what you remember. Although the players will begin the game with a single protagonist, the other seven can be discovered while exploring the world. And then players will be able to form a party of four travelers to do battle. Once the party meets a certain person in their travels, players will be able to change their party by visiting the town, the tavern in any town. So that's a pretty cool. That's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. In addition, it is possible to select and follow the story of any of the recruited protagonists. So it is possible to experience every story in a single playthrough. Yet another neat thing. Yeah, very cool. Um, and I've been on the fence of getting the wafer wayfarers edition. I don't know. I'm not sure what you're, if you're buying it or, or what you're doing, but I think I'm getting it doing it. I've, I've, I've pre-ordered it and canceled it at least three times right now. I just can't make up my mind. And I think I'm just going to go for it. I would like to, I don't know if it's going to fit in the old wallet this, this time around, but yeah. I, yeah, I, I'd, I think if I could, I probably would. Yeah, I probably would. Um, but yeah, that's super cool. Now, my only thing is because we've been getting a lot of information about the the unique paths for these characters, and I'm starting to wonder: is there an overarching plot? Yeah, there there, mu- there hasn't been much for story revealed. Right. I mean, you don't really you don't really get much as far as an overarching theme or plot don't know no i would hope so i would hope so yeah i would hope so too uh because like i think this is really neat that you can sort of experience you can sort of experience these different paths in any order that you want and you can explore all of them or a few of them but i am curious about if there is a central plot i would like for there to be a central plot just from the standpoint of sort of tradition and this being a jrpg and that's such an important element I think this is interesting. This is an interesting way to sort of push those boundaries a little bit, but I, I'd still like there to be some sort of centering motive. Um, but I haven't right to bring all of these eight characters into one story would, would just make sense. I think exactly to to not each story. I don't know. I, I I would think though if you come across paths and you can pick up party members, there has to be some overarching thing. That we're not something pushing you, yeah, yeah. pushing you forward. True. Right. true, 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 true. Okay, cool. Um, all right, so yeah, that's going to be all for Octopath Traveler as far as characters go, and so we'll. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what else they they decide to reveal and show us before E three, because I, I have a feeling like with Square's panel or you know their presentation, we might see some of this. Do you, you think know. it'll be with Square and not with Nintendo? Good, good, good question. Good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be with Nintendo. I think yeah. it would be shown somewhere on some stage. Right. And then I think, of course, it will be playable. So we'll see. We'll see what they decide to show. Yeah. And, I hope they uh, show something. Yeah. Something oh, yeah. more. Yeah. You know? I, I feel like they will. I feel like yeah. they will. And just as a reminder, that is a July 13, I believe it's worldwide release yeah, date. Yeah, I think right? so too. 
All right, so now let's move on to DualShockers.com, and they have a, a short write-up. It was announced today that West of Loathing is getting a May 31st release date. So we knew that uh, West of Loathing was coming in the spring. That showed up in, I believe it was the, was it the Nindies? Or, the I Nindies, think it was the yeah, Nindies. Presentation. Uh, yep. The Nindies Direct. Uh, and, and so we knew it was coming this spring, but then today being Monday. So a few days ago, whenever you guys listen to this, but it is coming at the end of this month. So very soon, which is very exciting for me. I know that this has been available on steam since, uh, last August and, but I haven't played it. I haven't played it. So uh, it looks I've talked about it before, so I won't rehash it, but it looks super funny, super interesting. I'm excited. May 31st, I'll be there. Right. Yeah, as long as the writing is there, like it kind of was with uh, Super Daryl. It kind of reminds me a little bit of that, maybe with the writing. Um, You know, you can be a smen. I'm looking at some of these things. You can be a beanslinger, cow puncher class, all those different classes. It's just, you know, it's fun. (laughs) It is funny. So, yeah, hopefully it'll be something in the same vein as Super Daryl, you know, with the, the the humor. What I like is despite the very unique art style and it being 2D and I'm assuming side scrolling since it is 2D, the the RPG elements that makes it an actual RPG right. seem to be there and seem to be there pretty prevalently. Like you said, you're 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 playing a class. So I mean that that's really interesting. So it is an actual turn-based RPG but set in like the Wild West. So mm-hmm. that's all I need. Just to, awesome. just to prime me up for Red Dead Redemption 2, you know? Yeah, right. Go ahead and get me in that, that game Western I cannot field. wait for. I cannot wait for that game. Even though we have no gameplay, just a, just a little, you know, cinematic trailer. But that game really excites me. Speaking of Red Dead Redemption 2, it's announced for Nintendo Switch. Just kidding. All right. Wrong. Uh, <laughs> That's wrong. <laughs> that was wrong. All right. Uh, next up, we've got another game announcement. Uh, this one is that Shadows of Adam, a, a game that I know a lot of people are high on. Uh, it has been on PC for a while, and it is. it was announced this week that it is uh, by way of Circle Entertainment coming to the Switch. So... This Very game looks cool. really interesting. I, I, yeah, it looks interesting. I have no experience with it other than watching some videos, but it does look really interesting, like you had said. Um, but so it, another another RPG coming to the handheld platform, so that's great news for us. Bring me some more. Bring me some more. And now to the piece de resistance, not Red Dead Redemption 2, but professional journalist gaming journalist geo pimento here with a pokemon update geo why don't you hit us with what's going on in the pokemon world oh the pokemon updates are just coming in fast and furious i mean the rumor mill just won't stop churning uh so some uh two domains got registered uh, pokemon let's go pikachu and pokemon let's go eevee um so for you pokemon fans it looks like, you know, it, these this rumor has, I think, the most credence because of the the domains were registered um, by the same company who typically registers Pokemon games. So that does have some validity to it. And, you know, this doesn't really give you any indication of what the game, you know, will be about. There typically are two versions of Pokemon games, so you know maybe this is what we got here. But other than that, this is the really I think the only valid rumor that I I would say there. You know even even some rumors today, you know Monday, that I heard that we're going back to Kanto in the future, which is a Pokemon Yellow. And also, we're going back to the original 150 Pokemon in the game. So, again, we're hearing a lot of stuff out there, and I'm not sure what to make of it, but I think for this, this is pretty certain. Now, have I possibly read somewhere that even though we've got these rumors about Let's Go Pikachu floating around, that that might be a game that is coming out, but it's not necessarily the Switch main title game 
that we've been sort of being teased is that is that true at all no i i have read that that this couldn't this could possibly be more, not the mainline game like the pokemon rpg that's been teased but maybe something else i did read that somewhere i i forget where i did but you know I, I'm not, I just don't know. There's, there's so much going on right now as far as rumors are concerned. And it's kind of unfortunate. You know, some people, I guess the, in this day and age, if you have a secret, you know, you just want to get it out. And with the internet, it's just, you want to be the first one to get it out. So yeah, people just, just don't want to be surprised anymore, which is kind of, uh, kind of sad. And even in the Discord, on our Discord server, I vowed to not visit the E3 uh, spoiler channel that we have there and i and i lasted like two days <laughs> i didn't last very long at all um i'm one of those people that you know just i want to know but i don't want i am which is unfortunate but it is what it is yeah you basically just have to like n- live without internet in order to completely go spoiler free you know so yeah that's that's not happening uh, yeah, so interesting. We'll keep you all updated on the Pokemon stuff. If you guys know any more than we do, because I mean, that's literally about all we know. If you know more than that, uh, let us know. Uh, send us articles, anything mm-hmm. like that. And uh, that that honestly goes for anything. If throughout the week you guys come across something that you want us to cover in the show, just post the, a link to the article in Discord. We'll add it, you know, we'll add it to our news sure. feed. Uh, you know, as as uh, Geo said last week, we try not to just we try not to speculate and cover rumors. But if it's if it's something you know that is actually news and newsworthy that you want us to cover, throw it in Discord and we'll add it to our our news feed. And our final piece of news this week is uh, a bit of internal news, and that is that Banner Saga, the Banner Saga AMA. This is a reminder that uh, it will be in our Discord server, and that'll be. Thursday, May 31st at 5.30 p.m. Eastern U.S. Standard Time. So you'll be able to, you know, set down West of Loathing for a few minutes to come hang out with us in uh, in the Discord. So that that's going to be a fun time. Uh, we yeah, are, is, I know both you and I are really excited about that. Yeah, the room's going to be jamming um, for this for this AMA. It's going to be cool. Yeah, I, I, I really want to try to pick up banner saga one before then i don't know if i'll be able to make it uh if 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 anything i will pick it up that day yep. and like have it queued up and everything to play after the ama because honestly that's that's what i've really liked about these amas because i haven't played all the games that we've talked to the de- developers about but what's been cool is i get to go in there and just see them talk about it with such passion and such love for for the prod the product that afterwards i'm like dude i gotta play this game right. that happened with me with like battle chef brigade yeah. i'm like dude i've got to play this because these guys know what they're talking about they love what they do and they really really sell it so i whether i get banner saga one before or not i'm gonna be excited to play it after the interview yeah yeah those uh- those AMAs are always, it's always interesting to see, you know, what their side of things. Cause you know, I'm not a developer. I, I really don't do other than talk about games on that side. So it's always really cool to see what their thought process is behind certain things. You know, there are some, uh, not just developers there are some folks who just do mu- music. Um, there are some folks who just do graphic design. So it's really, there's so much involved and it's just really kind of a nice look behind, behind the curtain when talking to these guys all right so now let's uh let's go through the games that are on sale and the games that are releasing this week sure uh first up on sale we've got count lucanor at 749 normally 1499 so you're getting a good deal there about time you know these uh these discounts have been kind of weak weeks off oh we got we got one coming up don't you worry don't you worry <laughs> heroes of the monkey tavern at 499 normally 999 battle chef brigade so like i said uh the battle chef brigade this is a great time to pick that up because um you know like i was saying that game those deve- those developers love that game mm-hmm. uh that's at 1399 normally 1999 nine parchments at 1199 normally 1999 a whopping huge 
discount here. One more dungeon at six thirty nine, normally seven ninety nine. Crypt of the Necro Dancer, fourteen ninety nine, normally nineteen ninety nine. The biggest and baddest <laughs> sale of them all. Earthlock still on sale at twenty three ninety two, down from a normal twenty four ninety two. So go pick that one up while you can. And la- I mean, seriously, <laughs> why don't they just like I don't know, go under twenty bucks or something? That game's been out for a while, like. I, I know it's a fairly decent game, but I mean that just that discount just looks weird. Maybe it's just to get them on the sale page. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. And finally, World Conquer X or Ten, one or the other, is seven forty nine, normally nine ninety nine. So there you go. And the game releases this week on May twenty fourth. We've got Punch Club releasing at fourteen ninety nine and on May twenty fifth we've got Dungeon Rushers at fourteen ninety nine as well. I know nothing about either of those games, but if you're been waiting for them, then there you go. Yeah, I don't know anything about those games either. I mean I've been deadlocked on uh on Battle Chasers, so I haven't been paying attention to releases. Um because I've been playing that one so much. But great segue. No. Because I accidentally skipped that segment a few minutes ago. So now, uh, Gio, why don't you tell us about Battle Chasers? What have you been playing? How, you been how, playing Battle how dare you skip that? That's, you know. Yeah, I, I knew this would happen. I looked into the future and I saw that this was going to happen. So. Wow. You like Doctor Strange. Um, yeah, I've been playing Battle Chasers. I don't want to go too far into it because I know Meatball Sub has a, um, a review about it. And I don't want to. What's the word? I don't want to steal his thunder. Sure, I don't want to steal his thunder. It's his thunder, not my thunder. Do you just give me your perspective. What 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 do you are you liking Over, it? Overall, it's it, I love the game. It's a great it's a good turn-based um RPG. I love absolutely love the art style. It, the whole thing just kind of looks like a graphic novel to me and I and I love that. It looks like not hand-drawn, but you know, it's got that graphic novel look the voice acting is really good there are some times where you're just kind of reading the text and i kind of wish it was voiced out throughout but it's not but either way when when the voice acting is there i I love it there are a few technical things for me i know the game crashed i'm about 15 20 hours into it the game crashed once there have been a few lags here and there if you can get by those technical issues it's definitely worth it it's definitely worth it i know for for most folks it's 40 bucks i think it's a little high i would say if it was in maybe the 30 dollars range it would be an easy buy no doubt about it but definitely recommend that game absolutely love that game and like i said i don't want to go too far into it because i know meatball has a um has a review on it but definitely i love it yeah, you were telling me that it's, it's sort of scratching those itches of the turn-based RPG for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before Octopath finally comes into the market, this one's this one's definitely doing it for me. Great. Excellent. Um, I, that, That's fantastic because I haven't been able to play too, too much on Switch this week or really, thing, or really anything at all. I was out of town this weekend, oh. uh, so had no time with gaming. Oh. Anyway, let's move on to listener responses and questions because we actually do have some responses from last week. Uh, do you have those pulled up? Yeah, I absolutely love the first one here. So the last yeah. <laughs> last week's side quest was, um, you know, basically pet peeves that are really kind of harmless, but they just annoy you to the point where you just want to you just want to physically harm someone. So we have a response here from Meatball Sub. And in, again, this is what he writes. In response to your things that annoy people and make them want to hurt someone, mine is definitely mouth noises and excessive sniffling. I have literally left rooms and or moved into moved to different tables at restaurants if I can hear people eating. And if, <laughs> and if someone clearly has a runny nose and continues to sniffle without blowing, I get triggered hard as well. Or if they just, what is it? Or if they do it out of habit with the driest sounding nasal cavity, that is probably more annoying than a runny one. I'm weird. Well, I'm, well, I might be weird too, but he's weird too. (laughs) I, I just, I just want to do it right now. Can I do it? You know what I want to do, right? (sighs) 
I just ah, oh, lovely. Oh my yeah, God. Uh, he's probably gonna turn it <laughs> off at this point. So yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, let me let me let me bring you again. Let me bring you. Let me reel you back in. All right, all right, all right. You're not weird because this is a trigger for me. That's too. normal. This is a trigger for me. Yeah. But it's surprise. It would be it's surprising to me how many people have like no self awareness about like the noises that they're making with like their mouth and nose, uh, because I yep. am like hyper aware, right? I like. If I can, like, I can hear myself chew and I'm just like, whoa, you know, like, no. Or like if, (laughs) if the TV like goes between episodes on Netflix or something and it like drops silent, I will like stop chewing during that time. Just cause like, I don't, I don't even want my girlfriend to like hear me chew. So I'm just like hyper aware if I've got like sniffles or anything like that, I am like going through pain to make sure like I'm not like sniffling out loud. So it like blows my mind when other people don't have that same self-awareness. So literally about a month ago, I, uh, full disclosure, I am a, I'm a writing tutor at a college. So I, I mean, I'm helping, you know, five to 10 students a day with papers and stuff like that. So it's one-on-one sessions had this guy come in and what geo just did a second ago, he did. I am not over exaggerating. (laughs) He was, sniffing that hard i guess it was out of habit because it was every 10 seconds i counted no he, he wasn't sick or anything was he no sick? he was not sick it was just like okay. a deep guttural like sniff every 10 seconds and <laughs> and i just could not fathom like how do you go into public and make that much noise it was so bad that when he left two of my other coworkers came over and said how did you keep a straight <laughs> composure because they both wanted to slap him in the face? Oh my God. So meatball, I am right there with you. Mouth noises, nose noises, get them out of here. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and you actually, you actually used the next pet peeve on the list. Um. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I did. And I, I told, I told will, uh, will run for fun. I told him, I am very guilty of this one, but he says that his pet peeve is the word literally because everybody's using it wrongly and they're using it constantly nowadays. I am super guilty of that, (laughs) but I'm aware of it because I, I, I'm weird in that when I discover that I have like a vocal habit or something like that, I will actually actively try to get rid of it. Um, and I've been stuck on literally for a while and I've actually been trying to change it to the word actually. Uh, and okay. I'm just slow on the uptake. So I'm trying to whittle literally out of my vocabulary, but it's, it's very difficult because everybody else uses yeah. it. So. I, I do know a lot of people that use it. I, I really don't use it that, that often at all. It's, I, I feel, I feel like, uh. Out of, I don't know, like I'm the only one who doesn't use it anymore, but yeah, I don't use it. Here is my, here is my extension of that pet peeve, Will. And that is when people pronounce it literally <laughs> like L I T R A L L Y without the literally when they pronounce it literally that is when it just i i'm like okay stop because they are ripping off chris traeger from parks and rec like you All you right. have no originality you're just saying literally like he said literally and that was his thing now stop it stop it you're not cool all right now we i, I still don't have i forgot to put this in the notes but i did want to give a shout out to captain vulgar because his pet peeve was a very specific scenario mm-hmm. with his work co-workers or something like that where they were all standing around a desk talking to someone and they were blocking everybody else from like approaching that desk to talk to the supervisor or whatever right because they're just like chilling and having a conversation when work should be getting done that is infuriating when people are just standing around right and you got people just yeah in the just way. in the way yeah. talk you know taking up the boss's time is the worst is the actual worst mm-hmm. There we go. The actual worst. <laughs> you did good. You All did right. good. <laughs> I did good. I did good. All right. So we got some questions. Uh, oh, we got a Reddit question. Yeah, we got a Reddit question from Sessive13. What RPG do you talent tree? 
Now I'm going to take this as talent slash skill tree. For me, Path of Exile had the most complex skill trees you've ever seen. Have you seen that skill tree? No, no, I haven't. It makes sense once you've played the game for a while, but it, it really, it's like a constellation, basically. It's like if you could look up into the sky and draw lines to every single star you see, those nodes, those stars are actual skills. Or, you know, one will do, you know, increase your attack power. One will increase your crit crit rate. You know, they just do a bunch of things. And you can fine-tune your character so much with these with these uh, nodes, these skill this, this skill tree and the path, whatever path you take. Think for customizing your character, this has to be one of the, the best. I, I feel that it is anyways. It, it is a little daunting at first. It, it's a lot. It's it's huge. It's massive. But it's it's probably literally one of the biggest. You see, I used it literally. And it's just the most customizable, in my opinion. So I would have to say Path of Exile for sure. Okay. I've got I've got two answers here. One very, very recent. And I don't, I don't know if I don't know if everybody will agree with me or not on this, but I thought that the new God of War skill tree was really interesting because sometimes skill trees are so passive in nature; they are like leveling up stats and things like that. It is difficult to really see a direct impact on combat because a lot of times skill trees. In turn-based games, that's where that that falls into. Yeah, it's, like the it's stat incremental. You know, like it's really kind of yeah, exactly. you know, small. Yeah, on a small scale. And and you know, you will like obtain actual skills and things like that that you could use in a turn-based setting. So you could see your how your your growth that way. But yeah, it's more like stat-based things like that. But what was cool for me in God of War is that as you were leveling up, you can you can feel yourself getting stronger and better because you're actually like unlocking new abilities that you can use with the weapons. You're also unlocking new weapons and things like that. So like at at the beginning of, of of God of war 2018, I really felt like, you know, there's not much, there's not much depth to this combat, but then the skill tree opened up and after I spent, you know, 15 hours and and I had unlocked 10, 15, you know, skills, I'm like, oh, wait, here's the depth in the combat system because now I'm uh, comboing with Atreus and I'm, uh, you know, throwing this enemy up in the air. And now that I've built my tree in such a way that when an enemy is stuck in the air, I'm doing extra damage or I'm doing a certain type of damage or a trace is able to do something to people in the air. So like, I really kind of liked how they handled that because you could easily see in concrete terms, Mm -hmm. I'm affecting the battlefield in a different way because I've put three points into the skill, the skill line. So I liked that aspect of it. Now I have an older option that I think is slightly controversial, but this would, to me, I guess, fall under the what is the one of the more fun skill trees I've ever I've ever had. Not necessarily what I think is flawless and, and best, but I really <laughs> had fun with Final Fantasy XII's license board, and I know that, like I said, that's controversial. A lot of people didn't like the license the license board, but for me. I kind of liked yep. the freedom of I could make whatever character be whatever role I wanted them to be. I kind of liked that. Now, other people didn't like that. And like, look, you know, going back through the Final Fantasy history, having very specified roles for each character is sort of a part of that, a, a part of that, um, that history there. So I understand like that was kind of going back on its DNA a little bit. But I was fine with that because I, I liked how I could, as long as I was obtaining license points, I could go and say, all right, this character A, I'm starting him over here 
in this part of the board and I'm filling out this and I'm making him my time mage. Whereas this one is going to be my heavy fighter, things like that. So I, I had a lot of fun with the license board in, um, in Final Fantasy 12. Now I haven't played Zodiac age. So I know that they have an updated license board that kind of overhauls it a bit. And I have no experience with that. So yeah. So those are my options. Very, very cool. Yeah. And God of war, those, the skills like you had said really alter the the combat field like you're you know getting a skill can cause the enemy to do many different things and it just affects the playground a lot more that's it's very cool all right next up we got a question from captain vulgar in discord he says what's your monkey's paw game announcement now to explain monkey's paw he gives an example monkey's paw would just be getting an announcement, but then there's a catch and it's a devastating catch for him. His example would be, we finally get an animal crossing for switch announcement, but it's an HD port of new leaf. So here's mine. I'll give you a chance to, to sure. think for a second. Uh, mine would be that we finally get final fantasy six announcement for the switch but it's the mobile port. <laughs> but it's the mobile port. In fact, I would even go as far as to say I would be disappointed. My monkey's paw would be we get a Final Fantasy VI to Switch announcement, but it's in that 3D style of Final Fantasy three and four that were made for the DS. A lot of people did like those, but I who have been waiting for a modern updated just remaster of the original assets of Final Fantasy VI, if I got a 3D remake in that style of 3 and 4, I would I would not be pleased. Just because I've been waiting for a modern, actually pretty version of the vintage Final Fantasy VI graphics and sound, I don't want it in 3D. Just give me the game. Also, if if you got a 3D version, it would it would like it would get the Final Fantasy VII treatment and wouldn't be out for another you know 18 40 years. Or something, yeah. So. <laughs> um, now for me, I had no idea what a monkey's paw was, so <laughs> this is this that term was is really new to me. Um, you know, just kind of thinking as as we're talking, you know, if they were to. <laughs> If they were to, they were going to make a Star Fox game, a racing game, I would say, what are you doing? And it looks like they, they're actually going that way, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, I'm just saying that kind of kidding around. But, I mean, if they were to make Secret of Mana into some sort of, like, 3D game, I know I mentioned that game a lot, but, you know, just to change the overall, the same kind of Final Fantasy, you know, just to change it up completely and turn it on its head, it, it would... That would affect me, you know. I think I think um, a lot of people but, got the the monkey's paw treatment when Final Fantasy VII remake was announced, but we're making an active time battle. You know, like I, I know a lot of people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know a lot of people felt sort of betrayed by that decision. Yeah, that changes everything. That's not the same game at all. Uh, yours would be that a Secret of Mana remake would happen, yeah. but it's on every console except for the Switch, and it sucks. But that actually happened. Yeah. <laughs> that actually did happen. Son of a... Yeah. All right. All right. Ne next, we got Meatball Sub. Your favorite gaming console of all time. I'll let you... Uh, you're a little younger than I am, so I'll let you go first. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. The Switch is giving everything a run for its money. It really is. And that's not just blowing smoke because we're on this podcast but like the it is the coming together of everything that i need in a console like a a portable console that's getting enough power to get great experiences on it but it is super portable and um so it, it's it's climbing the ranks um and then, I mean, I look, I, I hate to be, you know, the, the young millennial who's just all about now, now, now. But I've got to say, like, the PlayStation 4 is 
just a phenomenal machine. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm putting nostalgia aside, because that is what would make me go older, like, you know, okay. like a PlayStation 2 would be nostalgia, right? But like, I think that I could say definitively in my mind, I've had just as many great gaming experiences on the PS4 that I did like on the PS2 or PS3 or N64 or GameCube. Um, and, and see, like, this is where me being younger does come in because like I didn't mm. necessarily play NES and SNES when like they were out and that was the thing. Right. Sure. And like I had a Sega Genesis, not a Nintendo platform when I was very young. So I just had a couple of Sonic experiences on Sega Genesis and that was about it. So like, sure. I honestly think that I could say PS4 and be completely fine with that answer. And in fact, that's the one I'm going to go with. There's just, the games that have come out for it have emotionally spoken to me and just physically have been great experiences. And um, yeah, so I'm going to go PlayStation 4 and I'm not ashamed. I mean, that's not a bad choice either because if you look at today's kind of climate, they they are they're dominating right now. I mean, obviously, like you said, Nintendo is kind of doing their own thing and they're doing it really, really well. But PlayStation 4... And Xbox had a thing for a while, and PlayStation 4 with its exclusives are just, they're killing it. They're just doing so, so well. So, yeah, no, I mean, I don't have a PlayStation 4, but I, I'm kind of jealous Xbox side of things. And they're just, they're, they're dominating, and they're dominating with good, good games, and that's why they're dominating. Um, but to go back to what you had said about the Nintendo Switch, they're kind of doing... What reminded what reminds me of what happened on the Super Nintendo? Super Nintendo took Mario Brothers and turned it into Super Mario World, and that kind of advanced that 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 game beyond. Same thing with Legend of Zelda; they took it from eight bit to sixteen bit, but they kind of changed it, and it, it just it just altered that series altogether. And for me, it's Super Nintendo. Because of those, the those games, they're again they're exclusive titles. You know, they started you know on Mario Kart. There, there's they just have so many exclusive hits, like 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 games that just kind of stick out above and beyond what Sega did, and above and beyond what PlayStation did at the time. Um, I mean, not at the time on more N sixty four, but. For me, it's it's Super Nintendo. That's kind of where my, I guess my real game was happening is during that that console. So, and I and I kind of see what, like I said, what with Switch now, the, all their heavy hitters are all coming out now, and you know Donkey Kong for Super Nintendo, Donkey. I'm, you're seeing it all. I'm seeing it all over again, basically. And if I was to pick a second, it would have it would have to be PlayStation Two. Um, the, just that the longevity of that, that console is, it's insane. The library on that console is absolutely nuts. There's so many games for that console. I mean, it's not necessarily a good thing, but I mean, it lasted quite a while. And there were a lot of really good games too. Just a lot of really good games. All right, Gio, you know what time it is. It's time for the side quest. All right. Let's see. If you could pick a certain game type to come to the Nintendo Switch, what would it be? Geo, I accept your side quest. It's only worth 10 gold, so it's not really worth that much. It's all about the experience. It's all about the experience. Okay. Okay, 10 XP as well. So. All right. Um, okay, so for me, because I, I know what you're going sure. for, we are in this. We are in the same overarching genre. I am also going RPG, but um, I am going. If you listen to, I believe it was last week. I believe it was last week when we talked about what uh, mm-hmm. re- was it retro, what possibly they're making. Was that? I think it was I can't remember if it was retro, retro or rare. Was I'm it trying rare to figure out where you're going? Are we with talking this? about <laughs> retro? Okay, well, you know, we talked about like Star Fox. What we thought they were doing yeah, it was, it was a Star retro. Fox thing, yep. right? 
Okay, cool. So, in researching that answer, I came across an RPG that they were making, and I, now I can't even remember what it was called. Something to do with a raven or something, you know? So, I just thought that was really neat because it was a third-person RPG, and that is really... I talked about last week what I would love from Retro, and that is also going to double as my answer here. What game type would I love? And for me, it would be uh, a third, definitive third-person RPG because we talked, we debated about Zelda. Is it or is it not? I want a game that is definitively an RPG, something like something akin yeah. to like The Witcher Three. Right. But I'm not saying. <laughs> Put Witcher 3 on there, even though I'd play it if it was. But I'm not saying Witcher 3. I'm saying just like the Witcher 3, in my mind, is like the definitive third-person RPG. I want a, an experience like that with a level system like that, with a combat like that. I would want that on the Switch and something that we can all rally around as like this is third-person RPG. Sure. But totally n- Nintendoified totally a like a new nintendo ip that is like zelda you know like on the same level and care and love of zelda and like something that 10 20 years from now we look at this ip as like the standard for nintendo third person rpgs i would i would so go for that um if they could get witcher on the switch i would love 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 that (laughs) um but i don't see that happening Mine is now could go, I could go really a couple of ways with this. I would love a good action RPG game like Diablo. I think Titan Quest is on its way here. So like Titan Quest, um, I would even go as far as to say a first person loop based RPG. So loop-based action RPG, loop-based first person, like say Borderlands. I would love to see, I I don't know what it is. I love the idea of not knowing what I'm getting when I kill an enemy, just kind of the randomness about it. I absolutely love that. Um, But, you know, as far as like Diablo and Path of Exile and Titan Quest, I don't know, again, I'm not sure what it is about those games, but I absolutely love the loot drops. And I think that's what keeps me going back to them. It's just kind of like loot that you get the different qualities of loot whether it's legendary epic normal all that stuff i just for some reason that just gets me going and i just and that's that's what one game that i don't is out right now for the switch i think that's something that they're they're missing and you know i've heard rumors about diablo eventually uh diablo 3 coming uh titan quest is kind of it's kind of a generic path of exile um, but pa- again, Path of Exile is kind of right up there with me. So, what about what about a strong first-person shooter? Yeah, that's that's what they're missing. They're really missing one of those. And I'm not talking about like bring Borderlands, bring over way. Black Ops Four. I'm not talking about like bring over a shooter. I'm talking about like Metroid Prime Four, like Metroid Prime, like just first person shooter made for the console open world like open world first person shooter almost like a fallouty but i mean made for the console that would be incredible and even if they had some sort of aspect of a call of duty like a multiplayer aspect on metroid i think a lot of people would would go for that as well yeah yeah but you know we're just the idea guys we're just the idea guys. Yeah, idea guys who are also writing a Zelda TV show. But yes, digress. Get on it. <laughs> cool. All right. So uh, yeah, got that side quest out of the way. Geo, any last thoughts on this week's episode? Um, no, no, no real thoughts. Um, again, I I love how we we've got some some different avenues of you guys getting in touch with us you know we got some questions from reddit we got some emails we have uh different folks kind of chiming in love it love it love it i want to hear some different different opinions and like you had mentioned before um if you have something that you would like us to to really talk about to hit on whether it's news anything you know we're we're down with that let us know 
we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see if we can add it in. Most likely, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll be there, but, um, yeah, let's, let's get some, uh, listener involvement here. Yeah. So if it's news and you've got an article you want us to, to cover, link us to the article. If it's a topic for a side quest, possibly just give us a topic. We'll, we'll throw around some ideas. If it's a specific game you want us to like talk about, older game newer game something like that Mm -hmm. even if we haven't played it like i'll look into it and we can like discuss you know whatever we can and then we want to hear back from you as well sort of make this conversation so that's the big thing um and to wrap things up we just want to give our shout outs to our front page patrons on patreon uh and mitch childs and for the first time in about six weeks i did pronounce monorassel correctly so i want gold stars for that Wait, how how did you know this? I well because I was oh. streaming about two months ago, and okay. uh, he was on the stream, and I said Mana Russell as I always do, and he very politely said, "Well, it's actually pronounced Mana, but uh, just like Secret of Mana, even though I say Secret of Mana." <laughs> so anyway, Mana Russell and Mitch Childs, thank you so much for your support, and that's gonna do it for episode eight of the switch rpg podcast according to geo this would be the worst movie ever created (laughs) in the history of man and it would be called the last jedi thank you so much for listening and thank you to everyone who sent their questions and comments keep them coming by emailing podcast at switchrpg.com or posting in our podcast thread at discord switchrpg.com remember you can listen to the show each and every wednesday at switchrpg.com or you can sub on your favorite podcast app if you listen on an app please please consider giving us a rating and a review we've already got i believe we're up to six or seven yes five star ratings on itunes that is awesome keep them coming even if you don't leave a review, that rating helps us tremendously. But if you would like to leave us a five-star plus a written review, we'll be glad to read it live on the show. If you like what you hear, remember you can head over to patreon.com switchrpg and throw us a dollar or two if you can spare it. But if not, don't worry about it. You just being a part of our community interacting with us in discord and listening to our show that is plenty that's what we love that's what that's why we are here we love that you're here as well finally remember you can always head over to switchrpg.com for all your rpg needs on the nintendo switch until next week i will see you around you know we mentioned before we started recording was kind of thirsty so in saying that, my mouth is really kind of dry, you know, kind of dry. I, my daughter is sick too, so I'm like kind of like nasally and, you know, I feel like I have a runny nose. So hopefully it doesn't bother too many people. 